and welcome to another exciting episode of Digest Cast, the show that proves that big things come in small packages. Proud member of the Fine Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and my normal co-host, the Irredeemable Shag, unfortunately, is uh, busy tonight with his Jazzercise class. So filling in with him for this very special episode is fellow network all-star, Sean Myers. Hi, Sean. Hey, Rob. How are you? I am doing great. I am really excited to be talking with you about this topic because everybody, you need to know, Sean is the biggest dead man fan than i know i love the character i've always loved dead man but uh sean is next level dead man fan and you know a couple episodes ago at at this point a couple of years ago shag and i did our sort of fantasy episode of digest cast where we came up with aquaman and firestorm digests featuring stories and even an original cover that we created because of course aquaman firestorm never got their own digest and we all know Dead Man never did either. So we decided for this special episode, we're going to let Sean pick his favorite story. Maybe not, maybe not your favorite stories. We'll find out. We allowed Sean to craft a custom Dead Man digest. So we will get into all that in a moment. But first, we have to thank our sponsor, which is InStock Trades. This episode of Digest Comp- Digest Cast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all from to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Sean, what do you got? I have, uh, somewhat selfishly, I have Justice League Dark, which of course has Dead Man, uh, and it is volume one in the dark. And uh, the listing is, the Enchantress has unleashed a wave of chaos across the globe. Shade the Changing Man, Madame Xanadu, Dead Man, Zatanna, Mind Warp, and John Constantine may be our only hope. But how can we trust beings whose very presence makes most people break out in a cold sweat? Collecting Justice League Dark number one through six. The regular price is $14.99. The in-stock trades price is $8.69, which means you save a whopping 42%. And I selfishly picked this because I don't have this. I didn't read it. So this is uh, my urge to myself to use in-stock trades to get this book, finally. Very smart. So you have not read this? I have not read it. Okay, because who's Mind Warp? I don't know who that is. Is that a is that a more recent character? I have no idea. I know who everybody else is, but Mind Warp. I'm like, what? Who's that? I'm I'm gonna have to wait until you have a special episode with the Mind Warp fan who wants to create a Mind Warp digest of all the, the great stories. Uh, fair enough. We look forward to that. So uh, absolutely uh, solid pick, Sean. My, I, I went for Saga of the Swamp Thing, book four. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, yes, I'm I'm uh, telling everybody how great the Alan Moore Swamp Thing is. What a brave pick. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, this collects Swamp Thing numbers 43 through 50, uh, his battle with Arcane and his attempts to rescue his beloved Abby from the pits of hell. And it features during this storyline, a uh, who's who, no pun intended of, uh, you know, DC guest stars from the sort of supernatural side of the DC universe. So these stories feature guest appearances by John Constantine, him again, the Phantom Stranger, the Spectre, and of course, Dead Man. Uh, this is actually some of my favorite Dead Man guest appearances were in these issues of Saga of the Swamp Thing. Of course, it's by Alan Moore and Steve Bissett and John Tottleman. It's 224 pages. Normal price is 19.99 in stock trades price is only $11.59. You save 42% off. So for these and all the other trade paperback needs, visit instocktrades.com and we thank them for their support. All right, so again everybody, I got to explain. 
Sean is the biggest Dead Man fan that I know. And in the private Fire and Water Network thread that we have, he will not shut up about Dead Man. <laughs> he is constantly bringing up Dead Man under any circumstances. It'll be like Cisco. It'll be mentioning, oh, next week on FW Team Up, we're talking about Superman and Adam Strange. And Sean will be like, that sounds great. But you know what's even better? The issue with Dead Man. You're like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. You know what? You know, we talk about Neil Adams. Neil Adams do really well. Dead Man. Okay, all right. A couple of months ago, one of one of the network's uh, beloved uncle Parnassus died, and Sean was like, "You know who also is dead? Boston Brand." I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so we finally thought, let's just let him get it out of his system by coming up with a custom Dead Man digest. So now, the one that Shag and I did when we did our Aquaman Firestorm, we limited ourselves to present uh, pretending that these digests were published in 1985 when DC was still doing digests. And so of course we couldn't go past that date, but when it comes to Aquaman, you had, you know, you still had 30 years of stories to pick from. There was a good number of uh, firestorm stories, even though he was still kind of new, but I thought that might be a little limiting when it comes to dead man, because I think, and, and Sean, you can uh, disabuse me of this notion if I'm wrong. I feel like dead man exponentially got a big, became a bigger name in the DCU like past the crisis. Yeah. He got his own mini, he got his own mi- several mini series. He, he's like a team member in books like this. So I thought it was a little too limiting to say, you know, nothing past 1985. So we're just kind of pretending that DC is back in the digest game for some reason. And they've decided to do a dead man digest. Now, uh, I have created a custom cover for said digest, which you can see on all the various social medias that the, the show is posted on. It's because I thought, we, you know, that to me, that's sort of the fun of it was crafting this little cover. I love doing graphic design projects like that. But I actually don't know what stories Sean's going to pick. I know how many, but I don't know what stories he's going to pick. So I'm going to be hearing about, and, you know, we're not mentioning it in the show notes because kind of like, again, the Aquaman Firestorm episode, we want you to listen because if you just read the list, you'll be like, oh, that's the list. I don't have to listen. I want to hear what, Sean's picks are and why they are that. I will say this though, Sean, there is one dead man story that had better be included in this list <laughs> because if it is not, the show is ending at that moment. Okay. I'm just one. I'm not telling you what it is. If you don't get to it, the show is stopped in the middle. <laughs> but before all that, what is it with dead man? Why do you love dead man so much? When did the dead man fandom begin? Like what's the whole story? Well, funny you should ask because. Uh, you said that you made a custom cover for my digest, which is great. Um, now I am not artistically inclined, but I can type. And on the inside back cover of most digests, there was a text page. So I've written a text page that explains somewhat my love for Dead Man. And wow. it's, kind of, it, it's kind of in two parts. So, um, I didn't plan it this way, but the first half, perfectly connects with what you say. And then at the end, I can read the second half, which kind of talks about the stories. Uh, so I called this text page Dead Man Talking. <laughs> and I'll read it off. It says, "Um, to the best of my recollection and a trip to mikesamazingworld.com, I believe that I was first introduced to Dead Man in the pages of this very Digest series way back in issue five from February 1980. And that was reprinting Never Say Die from Adventure Comics number 466. And that was one of the year's best comic stories issues, the first one they did. A few months later, he teamed up with Superman in DC Comics Presents number 24, which directly referenced events from that story. 
In August of that same year, his origin was reprinted in DC Special Digest number five. So that was three appearances in the same year of a character who I never even knew about months ago. Wow. A few years later, I was lucky enough to be able to get the seven-issue prestige reprint series in a time when there wasn't a direct sales comic shop close to me. So how did I even manage that? And ever since then, I've just been in love with old Boston brand. I actually like Dead Man best when he interacts on Earth with everyday people, helping them out of their jam, and when he's portrayed in his ghostly form as the former circus aerialist, instead of a skeletal apparition dealing with the underworld and magical settings. But obviously, with his name and skill set, the latter can make sense just as easily. So that was the part in the uh, text page. Um, I like Deadman. He's very much, um, he's very rough hewn, you know, like he's circus carny, circus trash in a way, mm. um, you know, traveling from town to town to town to town. And this definitely was in a day when, um, circuses had like their heyday. Now, you know, I kind of say it up front, um, with Deadman, there's a couple of things you have to get around. So, um, if you're dealing with the circus aspect, I'm imagining the hills. Brother Circus treated their animals wonderfully and respectfully. <laughs> Absolutely, and, yes. You know, did, did not have a bear balancing on a ball. I think they showed off the natural aspects of the animals. And of course, the, the main hurdle kind of now is, um, you know, I kind of think we should talk about, uh, you have the question of, uh, you know, body autonomy and, you know, he jumps into people's bodies, you know, technically without their permission. So hopefully, you know, in my head canon, Maybe he jumps in their head and kind of like can whisper to them and say, hey, don't be afraid. You know, I'm a good guy. I'm going to help you out of this situation. So that hopefully makes it OK for anyone who, you know, it, it kind of was brought up with Wonder Woman 84 with Steve Trevor, you know, his ghost inhabiting. Oh. That, that, <laughs> that kind of made me think, well, there's probably never going to be a dead man movie now. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, hopefully if, if you're listening to this and have issues with that. Hopefully, maybe like that can help you over that hurdle. That is uh, the, the, that that explanation. First of all, really good. But I that that intro was worthy of E. Nelson Birdwall. Well done. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm glowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me ask you uh, again, and maybe we'll we'll learn this from your picks. But do you find to be do you find because Dead Man was? I mean, yes, of course, he debuted in Strange Adventures. Uh, and was the lead feature. But after that, he mostly was a guest star mm-hmm. for many, many years. Do you, do you tend to prefer him as the spice to a meal or are you okay with him as the main course? Cause again, he's had miniseries, but for the most part, he's a guest star in other people's or he's a team member. And some characters, you know, don't work mm-hmm. as well as main characters versus supporting characters. Doesn't mean they're less than, but just sometimes they work better in one context over another. Um, I'm lucky. I think I like Dead Man for the most part how he is. Like generally he, you know, floats across the DC universe. And that's the other cool thing. Um, you know, I like anthologies because I'm introduced to characters. You know, when you follow a character like Dead Man who does go through different books, you get to see him interact with a lot of different DC heroes who I would not buy that book if Dead Man wasn't in that book. So I get to try out a lot of things. Um, I do like that it does seem, you know, every three or four years, he'll get a mini series. Um, I know that they have tried ongoing series with Dead Man. I don't know that they've really unlocked that formula. 
so kind of like how he is i'm i'm happy with that um you know and, and thank god he's not a batman character where i would feel the need to buy 400 books a month to, <laughs> to get to get my stories you do enough for the batman legacy with your regular show here on the network <laughs> batman family reunion so uh okay now do you have a particular favorite iteration of him outside of the comics cuz he's now made not a lot of appearances but he's made a, a few appearances in other medium he's been in justice league unlimited and he was in batman brave and the bold and he even got some of uh, the digital dc shorts he had his own so were there any iterations of those that you really love um i i I, and again luckily like he's never appeared in other media where i've you know put my palm on my head and said they didn't do that right like i think for the most part they get they get it right with dead man um and also too i kind of think to a degree he, I don't want to say he's an easy character to get, but as long as he's, you know, like, I, I never want him to be, you know, to speak like an English professor or anything like that. Like, as, as you get, as long as you get like a, a kind of rough version, I, I think that's, that's how he needs, in terms of his voice and what he says, I think that's how he needs to be presented. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I actually think he would make, I think we, Shag and I even talked about this at some point. I think he would actually make a great movie. I think his power set is really interesting. I think dealing with, as you just mentioned, the the morality question of taking over somebody's body mm. is actually a really interesting and thorny dilemma that uh, could be tackled in a movie quite effectively, hopefully better than in, than they did in Wonder Woman eighty four. But I mean, I really think there's there's really a lot there. Uh, so you know, Deadman. I think we know that James Gunn is, you know, digging into the further reaches of the DC universe, supposedly. So, uh, I hope, uh, I hope Deadman is on his radar. That's all I can tell. We know he's doing a creature commandos animated series. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I I think that I I, Marvel is dipping its toe into horror, you know, with the Mm -hmm. werewolf by night and blade, but I mean, DC could do that too. I think there's a lot here as a, as a feature film concept. One thing I'm surprised, like reading, and, and again, even now, I haven't read every single Dead Man appearance yet. You know, I'm working on it. it it's great fun. Um, one thing, though, I haven't really seen them do with him, and I could be wrong. I've never seen them use him as like a, like, kind of covert undercover spy. Like, talk about like the ultimate, you know, like disguise. Like, you literally can wear the skin of someone, mm-hmm. you know, and walk around whatever a, a CIA building or you know a crime organization. Like, I've, obviously, he jumps into bodies and jumps out, but I've never seen him do almost, um, almost you know, because I love uh, the human target. So it would almost be like a human target thing, where like he mm. goes into his skin and then like into someone's body, and then you know could spy that way. I, I haven't really seen the character delve into something like that so much. And I think that could be an interesting angle. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, like I said, maybe James Gunn is the, the firewater podcast network tends to make things happen. You know, <laughs> we talk about it and then a couple months later it, it becomes a thing. And we talk about composite Superman and two months later, there's a Funko pop or we uh, shag and I do a who's who show. And now there are bound volumes of who's who. So you never know. You never know. Let's, let's, let's put it out into the, uh, out into the ether there and see what happens. So, okay. So Sean, I want to hear your list, but uh, give us some context. How, what kind of page count are we working with here uh, in terms of this digest? So the page count was 144. Um, I kind of forget how, I, I think someone in the comments mentioned that like um, the, the biggest digests, I think were 144. Yeah. I don't the, know the, I, yeah. the year's best ones. I yeah. think were the, that was the, the biggest page count they ever got to. 
And I did stick with 144 because otherwise, you know, my quote unquote digest would be like three phone books. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, I loved when he was in Action Comics Weekly, but those are like uh, eight issue stories and each story was like eight or 12 pages. So, I mean, that was just, it was just right. too much. And I, I didn't want, um, so every story is quote unquote self-contained, although spoiler alert, I do have a two-parter. Um, but even, even that's not so, so long. Um, and I kind of wanted to have, um, almost different representations of him. Um, now I didn't really get into the Kelly Jones skeletal dead man. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of that, but I could see where lots of people do like that. And obviously with a character like dead man, I can see how that can make sense. I just, yeah, I just like the, the full bodied circus aerialist. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let me, uh, one last question I'll ask you and then we will get rolling. Who do you have a favorite dead man artist? Yes. Of, uh, and we will uh, talk about that artist, uh, in the third in the qu- story. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I don't want, uh, let's, I don't want to spoil it. So, okay. So, uh, what is the first story in this, uh, dead man and his friends, as you instructed <laughs> me to call it for the cover, dead men's and, and his friends digest? Okay, so the first uh, story comes from Batman Gotham Adventures number six, and that is from November of 98. And the writer is Ty Templeton, and the penciler is Rick Burchett. Uh, inker is Terry Beatty. Beatty. Um, the reason I picked this story is I definitely wanted an origin story for Dead Man. Um, and I didn't want to repeat any stories that were in Digest before. And his Digest was reprinted in uh, Secret Origins of Superheroes DC Special 5. So I wanted to skip that original Carmine Infantino version. So this story is great because it does give you the origin of Dead Man. And the other great thing about it is this is actually a sequel story to um, a story that was in Batman and Robin Adventures from about six months earlier. And the really interesting thing about Batman Adventure, Batman and Robin Adventures number 15, it has Dead Man, but it has Boston Brand, the circus aerialist. And in that story, he doesn't die. He is just a character that is at the circus where Dick Grayson comes back to and Dick solves a mystery at that circus. But, you know, nothing happens to Boston. He's just a character there. Um, and that issue is great because it, um, the cover of Batman and Robin Adventures 15 is like a circus poster where it has, uh, Dick Grayson and Dead Man and they're flying through the air and there's a bunch of cover copy, the return of flying Dick Grayson together with the amazing Dead Man. And it is a circus poster and that's cool. And the reason I'm talking so much about that is the story in Batman Gotham Adventures number six opens up with dead man dead and you know he he comes up and he's talking to us and he's telling us that he's going to tell us the story of why he's dead so you flip the page and uh bruce wayne barbara gordon tim drake are at the circus and they are standing in front of a circus poster and that circus poster is the cover from batman and rocket adventures number 15 Wow. So uh, Barbara goes to talk to Dick. Meanwhile, Dick is talking to Boston about uh, the circus. Dick has agreed to come back. He's going to help the circus out for like a week. 
That way the circus can basically pay their bills for the year just from Dick Grayson coming back to do his performance for this week. Now, meanwhile, there is a mysterious person who has a violin case, and you see that this person has a hook for a hand. Mm. <laughs> so if you're familiar with Dead Man at all, you know where this is going. So you see uh, Dick and Boston perform. Uh, they're doing the double-double flip, and then all of a sudden, pow, a shot rings out. Someone falls to the ground, and of course, it's Boston. Now, the shot that rang out uh, caused uh, the elephants to stampede. So the Batman family has to go into action to save the uh, spectators from the elephants. Meanwhile, Boston Brand rises from the body of Dead Man, and he's like, whoa, 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 it's the hook, it's the hook, go after the hook. And they, of course, no one can see him, no one can hear him. Uh, luckily, the Batman family every calms the elephants down. Everything's fine. Vashnu tells Boston what's going on. He tells him that uh, you should not have been killed. Ramakrishna, the spirit of the universe, is giving you a chance to avenge your death because that should not have happened. And I'm not going to go into spoilers or anything. Then the rest of the story is the Batman family working with Boston Brand Dead Man in order to find out who killed him. Now, I will say the nice thing is, instead of taking like uh, 7, 10, 14 issues, like the original Strange Adventures run, mm -hmm. by the end of the uh, by the end of the story, you do find out who killed him, why he was killed, all of that, and it is a satisfying conclusion. The only thing I kind of don't like is maybe this actually puts an end to dead man in the Batman Adventures universe. <laughs> but he's a dead man, so he can come back. It's interesting to me that you're not going in publication order, that you're starting no. with something a lot later. Yeah. Uh, what, and more so because, like, I definitely wanted to start with an origin. Um, his origin was retold in the Secret Origins series. And I do like that, but that was, like, somewhat of a longer page count. I also wanted to present dead man in kind of like lots of different incarnations. So like what better way than the animated style? And then generally the animated style is very clean. Uh, the mm. stories are easy to understand. Um, you know, they're simple, but not simplistic. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, that's a great way to open it. And of course, overlapping Dick Grayson and Boston brand is a no brainer. It's circus. Yeah. They both yes. got the circus in their background. So I've never read that story, but that sounds really cool. All right. Great way to open the book. All of these reprints, un unlike a lot of the digest stories, all of these reprints in the book will have the cover included. Yes. And thank you. And please look up the, well, actually look up both of the covers, uh, Batman and Robin adventures, number 15, but especially Batman Gotham adventures, because it is beautiful. It's, uh, dead man doing his act and then you see him in the crosshairs and then there's one word on the cover and that's bang and then you see him falling it's it's a fantastic image very cool all right we're gonna do story number two we are gonna do story number two now that is green lantern number 93 from december of 97 and this is the kyle rayner green lantern and uh it's great because it is at Halloween. So there's a Halloween party in Greenwich Village, and it's Kyle's first time in the village. 
And straight off, I love this because this story has such a great uh, LGBTQIA representation. Uh, because, of course, it's in the village. And, of course, <laughs> when it's at Halloween and it's a DC comic, you think of the Rutland comic. Right, yeah. even, even though even though this isn't in Rutland, you know, you're reminded of those stories. And, of course, because it's Halloween, there are lots and lots of characters that are in the story spread throughout. Uh, you know, there's someone's dressed as the Riddler. There's someone's dressed as the Enchantress. There's someone's dressed as Cain and Abel. There's someone with uh, like the alien face hugger on his face. <laughs> and that is literally just the first page of the Halloween party. Is there someone so, dressed in a, as, in a, as a Marvel character? That's always the tradition. They always, <laughs> they always sneak those in when they do Marvel or DC have Halloween party stories. You have to find out now. Oh, and the other, I should have said this earlier. The other thing is all of these stories are available on the DC Universe Infinite app. That's the Very other thing nice. I kind of wanted because I thought that would be a little bit easier. Now, I do recommend, you know, going on eBay or your local comic book shop and getting the the books themselves. But obviously, this is so much easier. Very nice. So Kyle and Jade are at the Halloween party and they are visiting their friend Lee. And this, this is another thing. This is where this is absolutely true with the LGBTQIA plus community, where Lee has a girlfriend named Lee. And I think every every person who knows a lot of gay couples have a couple whose names are the same. <laughs> Tim W and Tim G? Sure. <laughs> so Lee is waiting for her girlfriend, Lee, and their friend, Tracy. Now, unfortunately, um, Tracy has been murdered. So uh, they're waiting for her. Kyle goes to find her and unfortunately sees that she has been murdered. So the person who murdered Tracy attacks Kyle, almost kills him, but dead man intervenes, jumps into the body of Kyle. And it's funny because he jumps into the body of Kyle, not knowing who this person is, who Kyle is. So, you know, like when Boston goes in, he makes Kyle punch the, the murderer. So the murderer falls back. He gets away. Then Boston says, Hey, you know, like this costume is really a great costume. It's not like some cheap thing. And then he sees the ring on his finger. He's like, this looks like a real Green Lantern ring. And he tries to use the ring. He conjures up an image from the circus. He realizes that this is the new Green Lantern and that he saw him at Hal Jordan's funeral. So he's like, oh, my God, I have this ring. So using the ring, he tries to go after the murderer. Now, unfortunately, he, he so he does start, but the murderer does have Lee's girlfriend, Lee, held captive. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. But Jade intervenes, and then uh, then uh, the murderer has her has Lee in a chokehold, and Dead Man's not exactly sure what to do. So he's like, "Okay, I better let Kyle take over." So Kyle takes over. Kyle's kind of in a bind. And in an unusual move, and this is the main one of the main reasons why I wanted to focus on this story, Dead Man goes into the dead body of Tracy and reanimates her Ooh. and scares the murderer. Oh, that's cool. And I really like that because, you know, like to my knowledge, this is the first time and I well, I don't know if I'm this this is the first time I've ever encountered Dead Man going into a dead body. Yeah, I can't recall ever seeing that. And he describes that feeling. 
and and I, I'm not going to read it now because I want I want people to read it. But it's such like a great horrible description <laughs> that I want people to read it. But I do like so that was one of the reasons why because um. I've seen him jump into like birds before or like other creatures, you know, men, women, animals. But this is the first time I had ever seen him jump into someone who was dead. Who wrote this? Really clever. I really, I said, I, to my memory, I can't remember ever seeing that. So that's a really neat way of thinking about his power set. Ron Mars is the writer. Tom Grinberg and Daryl Banks did pencils and Carlos, Carlos Garzon and Terry Austin, oh, Terry Austin did the inks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've never so, heard of this story. That's really cool. That's a great pick. Well, and this, uh, this was the first time I had read this in preparation for, for this digest cast. Um, wow. And it already and, made the cut. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I was just so impressed with this. Like, like you, you have the Halloween party. So you have, you know, tons of cameos, like every, you know, DC and Marvel Halloween comic. Yeah. The LGBTQIA representation. And this was back in the nineties. Yeah. 97. You said that's, that's ahead of the curve. You have him using his powers in a way that I hadn't seen before. So like those three things, I was really, and, and again, like, you know, I, I guess, I guess I like Green Lantern, but I would never like really read a Green Lantern series or anything, but because of Dead Man, I'm introduced to it. That would never occur to me that Dead Man ever guessed it in Green Lantern either. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I'm, I assume you used Mike's Amazing World to find all his appearances, because how else would you know he was in there? The two, like, the two, yep, the two things I did. So the great thing is there is a character chronology right. on Mike's Amazing World, and that was great. But the other thing, too, is in the DC Universe Infinite app, I just typed in Dead Man and uh, went to comic books, not comic series, but comic books. And as far as I know, I think it does a pretty good job of pulling up his appearances because there were things I had never seen before. And there are things that are listed there that aren't on Mike's Amazing World. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So I, I highly recommend the DC Universe. I'm not getting any money recommending it, but I do recommend it. <laughs> that That is a real tribute to that story, though, that like, because I would imagine uh, back when I did the Aquaman one, like I had my favorites. And then I had to kind of decide what, you know, to balance them out, but I didn't have anything brand new. Uh, so you liked it that much that it immediately made its way into like your one shot here at a Dead Man Digest. So that really says a lot about that story. And the other thing, like literally this just dawned on me right now because I was, when I was talking about how Dead Man describes being inside the body, it right now it realize, I realize almost every Dead Man story he is narrating it or, or at least every, every story that I'm familiar with that I picked up from my book. Now there's one story that I have from my book where he doesn't narrate it, but he's always narrating it or two. Very cool. You want to go into story number three? Story number three is from adventure comics. Number four sixty five. Ah, okay. Now I know who, what artists we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, it, the story is called uh, Rick battleground. And the writer is Len Wein. The colorist was Glennis Wein. The letterer was Ben Oda. Ross Andrew was the editor. The story starts on page 17. Um, it is a crisp book. The artists are Dick Giordano and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Praise be praise his name. Be his name. <laughs> <laughs> and praise him, I will. Um, so 
I'm prepared to do a 20 minute soliloquy about this splash page because it is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's a city street. There are probably 20 characters on the street. Um, each of them have like their own body language, their own attitudes. Um, it, it is a really, really beautiful panel. Um, it really reminds me of, um, the, Neil Adams, um, the Superman and Muhammad Ali, like when they're walking down the street. The opening splash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really reminds me of that. And not to take anything away from JLGL, but yeah, it, it's beautiful. So, uh, Dead Man's walking down the street and, you know, he hears people complaining about things in their life. And he's like, you're complaining about things in your life. I don't even have a life. But then he hears a commotion in a grocery store and he goes in and the grocery store owners are being uh, shaken down for protection money. So uh, the the person who's like the uh, the bad guy who's like in charge of the protection money uh, says, you know, there's nothing you can do about it because I have, you know, my hired muscle, Chili Willy. The dead man jumps into Chili Willy and like lets go of the shop owner. The shop owner turns around, hits him, hits both of them, tells him to leave the store, get out. So this prompts the store owner that he's going to get all the merchants in the area. They're going to band together. They're finally going to do something about this man who's demanding protection money. So they all, they all meet together and the store owner is kind of like pulling them around that they're about to do something. And then uh, the guy who the, the, the gang leader comes in and he's like, you know, you can say all this, you can do all this, but Mike, you have a wife and John, your elderly father, you know, is on his last leg. So basically he's threatening everybody that, you know, if you don't go along with this, I'm going to hurt your family members. Well, of course this makes the shop owner mad and it makes Boston furious. So he hangs around the shop owner. The shop owner decides that he is going to go back to his shop. The shop owner goes to his shop and he, the shop owner sees Chili Willie coming out of his shop. Dead man notices that there's dynamite in the shop. Dead man jumps in the shop owner's body, you know, does a triple somersault out of the shop. The shop owner says, this is enough. You know, I've had it. You know, he's blown up my store. You know, this this has gone too far. The shop owner goes in to the gang leader's hideout to get information, to get, you know, see if he can find any information he can to stop the gang leader from doing what he's doing. And that's kind of where I'm going to leave it because I want you guys to read the story. Uh, it's really nice. The, the, some of the reasons why I picked this story was the art, the absolute beautiful art. Yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah. Obviously, like he's had, uh, Deadman has had Carmine Infantino and Neil Adams. And, and I know Neil Adams is kind of like the go to Deadman artist, but I, I really think, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, he's my, he's my Deadman artist. That though that run in adventure uh was only about six issues, right? Like four sixty yeah. to four sixty. Absolutely gorgeous. I this this you finally got the story that I've read. I've read every one of those. Those are absolutely terrific stories. And JL JL just packs the pages with stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Just oh my god, yeah, those are so beautiful. Now the only caveat is this is on the DC Universe Infinite app, but it's in black and white. So I'm not sure why that it's, it's still, I, I looked at it and I did read it that way the second time. Um, it's still beautiful. Obviously, you know, I like the color. So look for your back issues for 465. 
Um, but yeah, and some of it could be because this is how I was um, introduced to Dead Man. But I just love it when he's helping people. And and these people, they have no idea that Dead Man's hanging right. around. Right, right. He doesn't jump into someone's body and say, hey, I'm a ghost and I'm going to help you. Like, they have no idea. And the story after the story was actually the one that made it for the year's best comic stories. And I, they're just so good. I, I, I wish there were more dead. All of the stories that I talk about, I love, but I wish there were more dead man stories like this. Um, and this also, this kind of could be like a 1970s TV show. I was just, thinking that it's got a very Hulk, incredible Hulk that, setting. Yep. That's exactly, exactly right. And, and especially like seventies special effects. Like you, you could have someone, you know, going over into someone's body and then there's like, you know, that, that reverse, uh, camera negative that they do and they switch that out a couple of times. And then, and, and definitely kind of what we were saying earlier about dead man movies, which I should have mentioned that earlier. I do kind of think quantum leap mm. kind of took a little bit of the thunder out of dead man. Because you have like that character leaping into some similar body. setup, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Still, it's, that's a, that's a great pick. I just said those stories are so good. I love them. Yeah, yeah, it, it's neat, and it's one of your beloved dollar comics. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, see, and that's the thing. Like I was introduced to like a bunch of different stories. Yeah, I love the dollar comics. There you go. And it has right. Justice Society. Flash and Aquaman. Yes, I never, I never missed an issue of Adventure Comics. That was such. I love that series so much. All right, that's it. That's an absolutely outstanding pick. So now we know favorite Dead Man artist, JLGL. Great pick, absolutely Easily. great pick. Yes, so, yes. All right, so story number four. So it's a just a step of a of a retread, kind of, because I am going back to the animated world, and this is Justice League Unlimited number fourteen. And it is a story called Everybody Limbo. And it's their, ho- their Halloween issue. And, uh, Adam Beechin is the writer. Carlo Barbary, Barbary, uh, penciled it. And Walden Wong did the inks. And our story starts off with the Justice League looking into the reflection of uh, a, a satellite window. And it's Wonder Woman. And she's saying, Holy guacamole. I'm smoking hot. You flip the page. I said that out loud, didn't I? Well, of course, it's Dead Man in the body of Wonder Woman. And he's telling the Justice Leaguers that... Uh, so I'm going to read this off. Uh, the Demons 3, Abnagazar, Wrath, and Ghast, mm-hmm. have taken over Limbo. So he needs a lot of help in order to stop them. But it's not help from the normal Justice Leaguers. He needs the Trenchcoat Brigade. And that is Dr. Occult, Dr. Occult, Zatanna, Dr. Fate, Etrigan the Demon, and Zariel. So all of them show up along with Phantom Stranger, and they go into limbo in order to stop what we will say are the Demons Three <laughs> from now on. They get to limbo uh, automatically. Zatanna's going to take care of business super easy. Unfortunately, she gets captured. Uh, they cover her mouth. So she can't do her, her, do her, do her backward spells. Uh, the demons attack the heroes. Uh, uh, slight spoiler alert. Uh, the demons do capture Dead Man, Dr. Occult, Phantom Stranger, Ariel, and hmm. Dr. Faye. Uh, they keep Demon because Demon, uh, backstabs everybody. 
Uh, and that's kind of where I'll leave off with the, the synopsis because I want you to read it. The reason I picked this story is I do love the animated style. Uh, and this is a slightly different animated style than the Batman, the animated series style. But one thing I love about this, this is the one book where Dead Man's not narrating the story. But especially like early in the beginning, his uh, interacting with the Justice League, you definitely hear his voice. Um, the thing I like about this is he really was the leader. Like he came to the Justice League. Uh, Superman knows who he is, is familiar with him. All of the Justice League members are familiar with him except Booster Gold. But, you know, Dead Man, sets, Dead Man has the plan in order to rescue all of the souls that are trapped in limbo. He gets the trench coat brigade. It's his plan. He goes in. Uh, he does, uh, you know, some neat stuff. Now, nothing, um, nothing groundbreaking like jumping into the dead body or anything like that. Uh, but I, I really like this story a lot. And I like big team group action. Uh, and this is one of the few where I'm kind of okay with the supernatural mystic aspects of it. Didn't they? They turned this into an episode, right? I, I feel like they did. I feel like the, this the, this became an episode of the show at some point. I remember him being on Unlimited, but I don't know that it's a direct adaption. Huh. I guess okay. tonight, as soon as I'm done, I'm going to go watch that episode and find Chris, out. Chris and Cindy, you'll have to straighten this up, but I'm almost pretty sure that they did, or at least they did something very similar. Maybe not we took over Wonder Woman, but Dead Man took over somebody in JLU. And Batman is like, it's, it's Boston bread, like, you know, and <laughs> something like that. So, uh, that's a, I, I think I've read that one too. Cause I read JLU the comic. So that sounds familiar. I, I remember that splash page that you were talking about. So that sounds really cool. Like I said, it's sort of funny. The idea of like the implications of like taking over Wonder Woman. There's nothing she can do about it after he's gone. Cause he's dead. But like, that's, you know, you're really taking your life in your hands by taking over Wonder Woman's body against <laughs> her will. Holy geez. All right. That's All right. a great pick. All right. So okay. story. Story number five. Um, story number five is The Brave and the Bold number 14. And this was um, when Mark Wade was writing the Brave and the Bold title. Uh, it started out with like the Batman and Green Lantern team up and then uh, went through all of those. Um, and I think the first six issues all had Batman and someone. Then they went on to have like lots of different heroes teaming up. And this team up is Dead Man and Green Arrow. The title is The Ghost Killers of Nanda Parbat. Mark Wade and Scott Collins are the storytellers. Rob Schwager did the colors. Rob Lee did the letters. And uh, it starts off, interestingly enough, because the splash page is Dead Man with an arrow in his chest and uh, Green Arrow's hand holding uh, his bow. So, you know, he shot him in the chest. So it's a flashback 12 hours earlier, and you're finding out that uh, Ollie is going up against these, uh, like, demonic blue body possessors. Uh, he's about to be run over by a car. Luckily, Dead Man jumps into Green Arrow's body, does, like, a super back somersault, uh, tells Ollie that he's going to be sore tomorrow morning because he has old man muscles. <laughs> and then he also tells Ollie that he tells him about Nanda Parbat, which is like the mis mystical kingdom where uh, if, if you are a criminal and you go to Nanda Parbat, all of your criminal, uh, you know, tendencies will go away. You'll be a good person. But unfortunately, Nanda Parbat has been taken over by an evil 
um, preacher named uh, Siva Anutara. And Sina Avutara, which is the last time I will say that, <laughs> has kidnapped Ramakrishna and has uh, captured her inside like a pendant that he wears around his neck. So Dead Man enlists the aid of Ali to go to Nanda Parbat to free Ramakrishna. Uh, there's a great scene where Dead Man is inside Ali to protect him, because otherwise all of these evil, like, anti-Dead Man spirits could go into his body and kill him. So Dead Man's inside protecting him. He's on a plane, and he realizes that the staff of the plane, so the pilot and the uh, stewardesses, are all these evil demon blue creatures. So they parachute, spoiler alert, they parachute out of the plane into Nanda Parbat. They go up against uh, the Siva guy, um, now, unfortunately, their plan doesn't work. Spoiler alert. So uh, they are up on a cliff and Green Arrow shoots an arrow right into Dead Man's chest. And that's where the story ends. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> However, I'm not one to keep people in the lurch. So my next pick is The Brave and the Bold, issue number 15 from September of 2008. And the team up in that issue is Nightwing and Hawkman, which sounds weird because <laughs> what's going on? Well, it doesn't make it any easier when you open up the issue because the first page, there are a ton of superheroes, Flash, Black Lightning, Power Girl, Adam, Plastic Man, Blue Beetle, Firestorm, and they're all transporting away from Nightwing. So Nightwing has straight up lied to all of these heroes to get them off of the planet because of the evil blue demon creatures, because they could invade the superheroes' bodies and take them over. So they get all of those heroes out because they trust Dick. Dick tells them Trigon is up to no good again, so he shoos them away. Uh, Hawkman is left over, and he's kind of like, well, uh, I noticed that I'm still here. <laughs> he tells them that he needs Hawkman because he needs someone who can seriously kick butt and someone who has knowledge of ancient uh, pendant, uh, ancient civilizations and talisman and things like that. So Deadman, Nightwing, and Hawkman go to Namda Parbat. They have to save Oliver Queen. They have to free Ramakrishna. They have to... Uh, make sure that all of these like blue demon anti dead man creatures are dealt with. Um, and again, I'm not going to spoil the ending. I will say the ending is fantastic uh, in the way that one character uses uh, powers or abilities of another character. I just think it's so well done. Uh, and I want you guys to read it. And in the comments, tell me what you think about it. Cause th this is like the newest story in, in my collection um, and I just love the fact that it's Dead Man, Green Arrow, Nightwing and Hawkman hmm. like, what, what an odd combination I, I, I have to say I am shocked at how many stories that you pick are late period Dead Man <laughs> like, I really thought there would be Carmen Infantino and Neil Adams and, like, you know, and so far you've really stuck to Pretty much, like I think, what the, is the 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 JLGL story is the oldest one, right? I think so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, and, and and part of it too is like I kind of think if 
if you're interested in dead man if you're trying him out you probably got like the dead if you don't have like that beautiful dead man hardback you probably got like the i guess there's five dead man paperback collections so like if 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 you're trying him out that way you have those stories you know you have that the story where he initially goes after the hook that's like the fugitive i kind of wanted to to branch out a little bit and i wanted to see like we talk like his interactions with other heroes mm-hmm. and and how they act when they find out that there's a dead man and, and what his powers are, that kind of thing. Which is why you asked me to, when I asked, I didn't, I, I didn't know the stories ahead of time, but I asked you for some cover copy and you very cogently were like, can you call it dead man and his friends? I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So I had some indication that there would be members of the DCU popping up in these stories. So wow, I've never read that one. Uh, that two parter either. So this is all, a lot of this stuff is all new to me. So, all right. Very interesting. So, well, Sean, we're down to the last story, and it better be the one that I want, because like I said, this show is going to end very abruptly if it isn't. So you're taking your life in your hands here, but go ahead, the the final story. So shockingly, I do think it is the story that you're talking about. Uh However, it probably isn't mainly for the reason you think it is mm-hmm. okay so uh <laughs> the right well i'll give it away with the writer <laughs> that i noticed uh the writer is alan brennert yeah there we, okay Woo! The, the artist is dick giordano the letterer is steve haney the story is should old acquaintance be forgot yes and it is from the all-new christmas with the superheroes number two I know people love this story, and I love the story too, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, kind of like it does, quote unquote, have to be here. Yes. Batman so Family the... Reunion just came so close to getting canceled, but okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> However, uh, so I do love it, but it, I didn't include it for the main reason why everyone thinks I did or loves the story, but I do love the part. Anyway, so our story starts off, it's Christmas, uh, we see John Turner Danforth, 45 years old, net worth around 65 million, king of the leveraged buyout. He's a real jerk of a guy. Apparently, each Christmas, Dead Man scopes out some rich scumbag who is putting people out of business and being a real jerk. And what he does is uh, sends Christmas presents to the people back at the Hills Brothers Circus. And then he also kind of like, takes care of the people that have been put out of uh, out of a job by the person. So Dead Man's like, ha, 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 wait until this guy finds out in a month, you know, all these credit card bills. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, good job, Boston. <laughs> so then uh, Boston goes out and he's looking at people ice skating. Uh, he sees a young girl ice skating. So he jumps into her body and starts skating. Then he sees like this handsome, virile guy named Paul. And he jumps into Paul's body. And Paul has like a beautiful girlfriend. And uh, they kiss tenderly. And then Boston's like, you know what? For once, I'm going to spend Christmas with a family. So he spends Christmas with the family, you know, halfway through. He's thinking, you know, you know, this is great and everything. But what if this is the last Christmas that Paul has? You know, what if what if I'm stealing Christmas from him? What What if I'm robbing him of his memories and his happiness and he heads out and he's very, very upset. He's very down. Um, you know, he says, you know, damn you, Rama. Is this the reward I get for serving you and your lords of order? Am I supposed to be grateful for this? 
It's a some reward. All the good I do all year, and this is what I... And then someone comes up and says, is that why you do it, for the rewards? And Dead Man's like, incredulous. He's like, what? You can see me? Obviously. Cute costume. Very seasonal. So they start to talking. They start talking, and she's like, you know... um, you know, I, 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 what? I wear a green suit, green suit on St. Patrick's Day. What are you, one of Madame Xanadu's smart aleck mystic friends? And she said, "Me? No, Magic and I have never been boon companions. I'm afraid." And they start talking, and you know, she opens him up. She's like, "You know, why are you doing this? You know," and he, you know, he's saying he's helping people, and she says, um, "We do it because it needs to be done." Because if we don't, no one else will. And we do it even if no one ever knows what we've done. Even if no one ever knows we exist. Even if no one ever remembers we ever existed. And he says, yeah, I guess we do. And he says, look, don't mind me. I'm just a putz sometimes, you know. So they're about to go. And she says, well, I have to go. I have business to attend to. And she says, Merry Christmas, Boston. He says, hey, wait a minute. You didn't explain who are you. How can you see me? I don't even know your name. And she said, she says, my name is Kara, although I doubt that'll mean anything to you. And in his narration, he says she was right. It didn't. I still don't know anything about her other than what she gave me that night. The end. <laughs> I everyone on this network uh, that listens to these shows knows that I, uh, I can't be trusted when it comes to anything regarding Ellen Brenner. Cause I'm just <laughs> such a super fan, but this is why <laughs> this is why. I got goosebumps with you just reading the story <laughs> synopsis and I've read the damn thing a thousand times. It's so good. It's so it's a dead man story, but it is also one of the best Supergirl moments. And it's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad it made it in there because it is it it's such a great story. It it is. And so so what I am about to say will never take anything away from this story. But I do have a question. Is, and and this isn't where the, the discussion will stop, but is the fact that Supergirl is still alive and, you know, around the DC, you know, does that take a little bit away from this, this story? Like, I remember, like, when I read this, because I read it, like, off the stands, I was gobsmacked. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, she's there. She's alive. She's still, she's still around. And I was so happy. I was thrilled. But, but does, does the power of that moment, is it a little bit less because we have her back? What do you mean? Because what do you mean we have her back? In what, what, what context do you mean? Well, because now, like in the DCU, we do have Supergirl and it is Kara. Oh, and, I see. And what she's you're she's even okay. been like on TV. I mean, she's gotcha. You know, gotcha. Th- this this character did not fade away into non-existence. You know, she, if anything, she came back better. Okay, I got what you're saying. Um, several versions. Okay, I mean, are you asking? Are you is that a rhetorical? Or are you directly asking me that? No, I, I am legitimately asking because, like, I like you know, if some kid is reading this, like they might know who Kara is. But would they even get that at this time, you know, she was gone and nothing was ever going to be done with her again? You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, and I guess that's the, that's the risk anytime you read an old story. Yeah. You, know, you don't know the, the timeline or anything. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it doesn't, it wouldn't have, it, it won't have any particular revenant resonance for anyone 
younger than a certain age. Absolutely, because Supergirl is so preeminent. She's getting her own movie again for Pete's sakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dr. Angie and I and Chris just did a Supergirl movie commentary. But in the context of the moment, yeah, of reading it when it was published, it was like a hammer to the mm-hmm. in a, in the best possible way, a hammer to the chest because it was the finality of Kara being killed in crisis seemed so yeah. overwhelming that to have her pop in and just kind of Alan Brenner to sort of signal, yeah, in the in the fictional reality of the DC universe that we're all playing in now. She's gone, but she's not really gone because to quote like Dr. Bones McCoy, like, you know, he's still alive as long as we remember him. You know what I mean? And it's it. So to me, yes. And also, I think if they had done multiple stories like this afterwards, if some other writer had been like, oh, let's bring her back another time, then it would have been weakened. But the fact that this is really the only time this Kara comes back because every other version is the new universe version. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think it loses. I, again, just you reading it out, just reading the synopsis, I pictured the panels in my head and I was like, God, no. So I, I don't think it loses any of its power good, good. from knowing, you know, 30 years on or whatever. I just think it, it's so, and it's, but it's a great dead man story. You know what I mean? That's, like it's, it's a great, it's the, the use I'm, of Supergirl to make this point to dead man is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. That that's why I think it's just such a great story. I mean, he he could have used somebody else that it was like a supernat has a supernatural bent, and it would have still worked because it's still a really good dead man story. The idea that he you know took somebody's Christmas away from him is a great conceit. But but just seeding it and saying this is a character that's gone forever, except for this one time, is so brilliant. So yeah, no, I, I think it I think it has lost none of its power. Well, and that's so. Like, obviously, this this was always like there was no question in my mind that this was going to be in my digest. And like, everyone gravitates to Supergirl. And yeah, like when I read that, yeah, like I think my heart, my heart grew three times <laughs> yeah. that size that day. Although my heart is not cold or dead or anything. But even even if you would remove, like you said, like if it was some other character, even if that part wasn't there, the things I love about this story is the fact that he takes some rich scumbag. Hmm. around christmas time and you know sends the money to the circus sends the money to the people that he laid off that that that, that guy laid off yeah. right there so that even would be enough the fact and even kind of like you were talking about like the morality might make for you know good story points in the movie the fact that like you know he took this christmas from paul it is great one thing that that stuck with me with this story is he talks about being a performer and how now he doesn't have the crowd. He doesn't have, you know, that sound and the, the sound of the applause and the adoration. And it made me think of something. And generally like I'm, I'm a up happy, positive person. Like I don't, you know, I, I'm human. <laughs> I have emotions, but um, there was one time it was several years ago. Oh my God. 15 years ago, maybe. Um, a friend and I went to a high school production, um, and I, th- I think they were doing Barnum, I think. So I was watching it, and it just, you know, it was a great production. It was high school kids, and they were super talented. And I was in high school musicals and plays in high school and everything. And for whatever reason, like halfway through the show, it just dawned on me, like, 
I'm never going to have that experience again. Like I'm mm. not going to have, you know, like you run around with your high school friends and, you know, you have opening night and the cast party and all of that stuff. And, and like, it just, it was kind of like a wave of sadness came over me for like, I don't know, like half a day or a day. And I'm just like, man, and like, so like that, like I can understand Boston's feeling like he is a performer He's a circus era, you know, people cheering and, and, you know, like, you know, he has them in the palm of his hand every time he performs. And now people don't know he's doing this for him. Like that, like the Supergirl aspect is fantastic. And that's wonderful. But for me, it's like even that deeper emotion that like I felt that one time 15 years ago. And, and obviously like I had read this story year, decades before I had that feeling. But then rereading this, I'm like, man, I, I I can tap into that feeling that Boston has. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, again, that's why the story work stories like that work so well because you can tap into something that you yourself remember. Yeah, you know, and can transpose it. So yeah, I, I just think it's, and I never really thought about that. The idea of that of all the people, like for someone who is a performer being completely anonymous for all eternity is even that much more of a, of a punishment. You know, that's a really interesting idea. I know that had not really ever occurred to me, but yeah. Uh, So yeah, I just think it's true. It's, ah, I'm so glad you picked it. It's so good. It's just so good. I love it so much. Luckily we have uh, a few extra story pages and they will be taken up by a cover gallery. Good. Uh, And one of them is, uh, so I, I was lucky enough to get that Dead Man Deluxe reprint series, um, and that was from '85. Mm-hmm. We printed the original, like Neil Adams, Carmine Infantino run. Um, there's a beautiful cover uh, of issue number four, and the great thing is um, the image is kind of like slanted. So the Dead Man logo is kind of like one third down the page, and you see the hook, you know, kind of like swiping at Dead Man's face. He's like, not again, Hook. I won't let you kill me again. It's fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Neil Adams' artwork, obviously beautiful. The next cover is Challengers of the Unknown, number 84. (laughs) And it's guest-starring Dead Man. But the main figure on the cover is Swamp Thing. That that, that book got weird during that era. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And he has, uh, he has the challengers of the unknown, you know, in his grip. And there's this weird, like orange science beam hitting him. And dead man is jumping into one of the challengers body. And he says, the swamp thing has gone berserk. The only way I can save the challengers is by taking over prof's decaying body. And, uh, prof's face kind of looks like Jonah Hex <laughs> with all the, <laughs> all the scarring and everything. And then the last one, uh, so this might surprise you. It's a somewhat new one. Um, it's actually a cover of Flashpoint, Dead Man and the Flying Graysons, number one. And it's kind of a riff on that circus poster. Uh, Dead Man is upside down and in chains and dangling above crocodiles or alligators. And uh, there's cover copy that says, Trapped behind enemy lines, fugitives from two inhuman armies, doomed. And you have a variation of the disco Nightwing costume. <laughs> That's then, cool. I love the, I love the idea of a, of a cover gallery. That more treasuries and digest should have had those. And then uh, the remaining part of the text piece on the 
inside back cover. It says, um, in a nod to one of my very favorite digests of all time, DC Blue Ribbon's Digest Number 2, featuring The Flash and his friends, I wanted to show off stories that had Deadman interacting with heroes across the DCU. Deadman team-up seemed to go two ways. Either Boston somehow lets the hero know he's helping them out, or in some cases, the main star of the story doesn't even know that Deadman lent them an help, a helping immaterial hand. Hmm. Both ways can be great and lead to fun adventures. There were plenty of stories that I love that wouldn't fit in this digest, even if it were 1,144 pages. Team-ups with Swamp Thing, Aquaman, Challengers of the Unknown, The Legion of Superheroes, Forever People, Dr. Fate, Lobo, Phantom Stranger, Spectre, Justice League of America, and even Scooby-Doo can be found in your back-issue bins and on the DC Universe Infinite app. You can watch Dead Man on Justice League Unlimited and the Justice League Dark animated movie. He's even been a Rod Serling-esque ghost host for a collection of creepy stories aimed at young adults titled Dead Man Tells the Spooky Tales. One great thing about Boston Brand is that for a dead man, he never stays at rest for very long. Very well done, sir. Very well done. You did not disappoint. I knew you wouldn't because I know that we've been talking about you doing this for a while and it's just a matter of uh, pulling the trigger, no pun intended for Dead Man's Origin. But, uh, but no, that is a great collection. Again, you surprised me with how many recent stories, uh, you picked, but I understand your reasoning. Like I, you know, like that makes a lot of sense. Instead of reprinting stuff that's been reprinted a million times, let's do something a little newer and more spread out across the DCU. So yeah, that's a, that's a great collection of stories. Well done. Thanks a lot. And the great thing is, I really implore anybody and everybody, if you have a character you love, do this exercise on your own. And like, you know, if, if you don't want to be, I, I don't want to speak for Rob. If you don't want to be on the show, put them in the comments. Uh, I recommend being on the show if I can. Well, that's, that's going to lead into something we're going to talk about in a minute before we wrap up here. I didn't tell you what I'm, how we're going to be wrapping in the show, but that is going to lead to a little announcement we're going to make here at the, at the end of the show. But before we get to that, I just say that that's a great collection. I I would totally, I mean, obviously look, if DC decided to do the digest again, (laughs) I'd be buying them and it wouldn't matter. I don't care if it was all Binky and his buddies. I'd still be (laughs) buying them, but this is, this would be an absolute dynamite collection. So that is, you did, you did a great job, Sean. Great job. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Very, very cool. So now does this get it out of your system? Are you going to stop talking about dead men now in the, in the network thread, at least so incessantly? I'm going to have to erase a comment that I was ready to post, but. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Good. So, uh, <laughs> so all right, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I knew, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did to finding out what these dead man stories were going to be. Um, we're not going to do feedback. And of course, you know, uh, we just did an episode of Digest Cast, Shag and I last month after like two years off or whatever, but we're going to do feedback for that episode, which was the, uh, funny stuff. And then the feedback for this episode on the next episode of Digest Cast, which we promise will not be another year from now. But related to what I was just talking about, we're announcing a contest. We are going to do a contest, everybody. And then it's not going to be in the show notes. It's not going to be in the social media. You have to be listening to this episode to know about the contest. That's how we know you're listening is that they're not going to announce it any other way. So I have a small collection of classic DC digests that I am giving away. We have a collection of 18 DC digests. I will not reveal what ones they are. 
in terms of their condition, they are, let's say, solid reading copies. Some are a little better than others, but they're all, they're all complete. But, you know, yeah, they've, they've, uh, they've seen some action over the decades. But anyway, I have this collection of 18 DC digests and we're going to award three prize packages of six digests each. It's like those old ads you guys, you and Paul talk about on Batman Film Reunion, <laughs> where it's like, pick which one, pick which group yeah. you want. Plot number one, green team, Tarzan, Batman, yeah, Tarzan, Coke, Karak, number 205, <laughs> the shadow number two. You're like, well, how do I pick which ones I want? So you're not going to know which price pack you're going to get, but I'm spreading the wealth as best I can in terms of content. They lean a little heavy on the Superman, uh, but, but neither here nor there. And the way you can win one of these prize packs is, Leave a comment on this episode over on our website, findwaterpodcast.com. And I want you to give us your dream digest lineup. And yeah. so the rules are, it's got to be DC. We're going to stick to DC just because that's what we've been covering. It can be any years. And like Sean, you got to, you got to stick to like a realistic page count. It can't be, you know, it can't be like one of those showcase editions, just digest size. You know, it's like, Oh no, I got my, my favorite 37 Adam Strange story. No, it's got to, you know, it's got to be within the seven, eight story, nine, you know, range to keep it around a hundred, 120 pages, something like that. Now you can just say in the comments, you know, like I just said, Adam Strange and here are seven Adam Strange stories. Or it can be a theme if you want to do mm. Batman, but Batman, these kinds of stories, you know, like or, you know, Wonder Woman gets transformed into a toddler story. Like, you know, if you want to come up with a theme, you can do or, you know, ghosts, anything you want or come the, up with. The- or the DC Halloween uh, Rutland saga. Exactly. Exactly. It could be anything that you could turn into a theme, which you could yeah. put on the cover. Once we get all the comments in, we're going to give everybody, I don't know, this episode is going to get this, uh, as you're listening to this, it is February 12th. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out. So let's say you have a month. You have until March 12th. And then I will submit all the entries to the Fire and Water Council, of which Sean is a member. And we will uh, randomly, maybe, depending on who submits, you know, you never know. Uh, we're human. We're <laughs> randomly pick three winners, and you will receive one of the six Digest prize packs. So, like I said, I'm not going to reveal which books they are. I will say one of them is Batman Family. Your beloved. Yeah, I knew you'd like that, John. But <laughs> so, again, Leave it, leave it a comment on the, uh, the page uh, on the, the gallery. Not, well, excuse me, not the gallery page. You don't have a gallery page for this episode for the main post on, uh, for this episode and let us know your theme. Again, it could be sci-fi, war, swamp thing, anything you want, but come up with some sort of marketable idea. We know. From the last episode when I read Nick Cootie's comments, how hard it was to sell these digests. <laughs> so come up with something that you could presumably sell and DC, you know, could package in a way that might make it sell. So again, you have until March 12th. Again, it's, uh, and it's the same. It'll be Sunday, Sunday, March 12th to get all your entries in. And then we will announce a winner, the winners on the next episode of Digest Cast. So, okay, everybody get to thinking. So. One final note, we have to thank our sponsors. Again, if you want to support the network, you go to patreon.com slash fwpodcast, and there you're going to lock various rewards, one of which is to be checked on a show of your choice. So big thanks to David S. Gutierrez and Gore Tolton for their support of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, just go to DigestCast. Sean, 
Thank you very much, my friend. I will say this is, I think this must, is this the first show we've done together? Have we done? Oh, no, we've done Mashcast since you've joined the network, right? I think. Yes. So. Yeah. I think yes. It's, uh, yes. It's been, ab- it's been an absolute, in case I didn't say it over the Mashcast, it's been an absolute blast having you part of the network. We all love Batman Family Reunion. You guys are doing an absolutely marvelous job with that show. So I'm so glad you're part of the group now. And thank you so much for coming up with this collection of stories. This would be a great read. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It was so much fun to do this. All right. So everybody, like I said, get to thinking and uh, leave the comments over on the website, frywaterpodcast.com. So that is going to do it for this episode of Digest Cast. I'm not sure when we'll be back with Digest Cast number 18, but it'll be sooner rather than later. So uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And remember that good things come in small packages. I used to be an acrobat, a trapeze artist in the circus. Until one night during the show. I don't know who did it or why, but he had a hook for a hand. Didn't even make the papers. You're Boston Brand. You performed under the name Deadman at Haley Circus. You... you remember? I've been working your case, and I will find your killer. You need to make a choice. Drown in self-pity, or help me find Gentleman Ghost. 